Welcome to the Fully Delighted Podcast, a hopeful and helpful resource from South Mountain Community Church, a multi-site church in Utah. Each week we will be hearing from our staff as we explore what makes SMCC unique, as well as what it means to be fully devoted and fully delighted in Jesus Christ. We hope this podcast can be a helpful resource for you to take your next step with Jesus. Well, welcome back to the Fully Delighted Podcast. My name is Kyle Henderson. I get to serve as a campus pastor here at SMCC South Jordan. Uh, and I'm here today filling in for Adam. Uh, but I get to be here with uh, Pastor Paul uh, and Pastor Eric. How are you guys doing? Doing great. It's another, another great morning. We're really looking forward to today's podcast. Yeah. Awesome. You know, we got a text this morning from a good friend of ours saying how much he's enjoying the Galatians study. Yeah. So. Shout out to uh, to my man Jeff. Really glad you're uh, following along, man. Yeah, and and we're entering into uh, chapter five today, and we kind of talked about it right before we turned on. But uh, kind of a, a rough, tough uh, passage this last week. Yeah. Um, this one's a little bit kind of lighter. Yeah, um, this one's less technical. Yeah. Um, but a bit more punchy, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, it was absolutely. There's a section of the at the end of today that we're going to get to <laughs> that's somewhat r-rated in yeah. a unique way yeah. um <laughs> so if you're listening with kids uh it'll be fine yeah but yeah. it's gonna be interesting yeah don't skip ahead you'll be fine <laughs> uh well uh, if you guys are ready i'll just jump right in i'll go ahead and read uh we're gonna be in galatians chapter uh five and we're gonna go one through twelve um yep. and i'll be reading from uh, the nib you know one thing before we we get there uh last week paul was was really drawing people's attention to the difference between being enslaved to a law and yeah. being free because of grace or yeah. free because of the gospel. And so he was kind of using two characters from the Old Testament, Sarah and Hagar, to talk about freedom and slavery. And so now that he's made that technical point, he's going to go on to so what or now what? Right. What do we do knowing that this is true? And yeah. so we're, he's on the heels of that freedom discussion. Yeah. So that'll make, make sense as we get to Galatians cool. 5. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you for, uh, for filling us back in. Uh, so let's start uh, Galatians chapter 5, uh, starting in verse 1. And once again, uh, we'll be reading from the NIV. Uh, so the Apostle Paul says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Mark, mark my words. I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit we eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus, uh, neither circumcision uh, nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. You were running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. I am confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. The one who is throwing you into confusion, whoever that may be, will have to pay the penalty. Brothers and sisters, if I am still preaching circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been abolished. As for those agitators, I wish they would go the whole way and emasculate themselves. There's that part at the <laughs> end. So let's work towards that part. Paul, get us started. Yeah, the, one of the words that pops out right away to me is, it is for freedom that Christ <clears throat> excuse me, Christ has set us free. Sorry about that. Um, what do we mean by freedom there? Right. Because, unfortunately, the legalist looks like they're holy. Yeah. And the person who says, well, I'm not bound by the law anymore, uh, 
that person could mean by that, I can do whatever I want. I'm free to do whatever I want. Right. Or means I'm free from that system that is trying to be justified through obedience to the law. Mm. Yeah. And so let's, let's make sure that everybody's on the same page. We're free from that system yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of, of justification. We're not free to do whatever we want. Right. Right. I, I, I have an acquaintance, I, I'd say maybe, used to be a friend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a, a guy I've had theological debate with. Yeah. And he's, I think, taken a little bit more personal than I would want him mm. to, who says that because we're under the covenant, there is no more law. There's, we, there is no command mm. for the Christian. Christian is 100% uh, living a life of grace and freedom. And that's silly to me because didn't Jesus say right there in uh, the uh, upper room discourse, a new command I give to mm-hmm. you? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So there's, of course, didn't it, Jesus say, uh, teaching them to obey all that I commanded in Matthew 28, right. yep. great commission? I mean, there's commands right. that we're supposed to obey. So freedom has to mean something other than do whatever you want. Yeah, right. For, there's, you know, coming out of the uh, sort of the, what was it called? The sexual revolution of the 60s, the, the hippie movement, mm-hmm. right? It was like, oh, I'm going to do whatever I want, whenever I want. Yeah. That's freedom. Well, actually, that's being enslaved to your own desires. Right, okay? right. enslaved to the flesh. Yes, so there's freedom from and there's freedom to. And this is freedom to uh, obey Jesus because of all that he's given to you. And so... Um, I think there's this real desire, though, to sometimes put religious burdens back into our lives, and mm-hmm. that's what he's dealing with now. So it's freedom in the biblical context, not right. freedom in the 20th, 21st century context, Correct. which yeah. is I can do whatever I want. I'm my own God. Let me just put it one other way, and that is when you aren't earning, uh, everything we have from God is a gift. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what's being contrasted, a, a system of earning versus a system of being given a gift. Mm-hmm. That's still, there, there is, whenever we're given a gift, uh, that does not uh, turn that relationship into uh, either obligation or a sense of, uh, I can just do whatever I want. Right. Okay, and, and let's... Well, I guess a good example of that is uh, the gift of inheritance, Mm. let's say, that you give to your children. You would think that the children would still want to honor their parents' legacy, Mm -hmm. you know, with that money or gift. Right. And and that's the kind of relationship that we're trying to build with Christ, where we we choose to honor him, not because we have to, but because we get to. Yeah. You know, it's so deeply seated in us, this idea of his love and his kindness, that that, that drives our freedom. Mm-hmm. Yep, so we're set free from a system that has us earning our salvation, uh, and we are still obligated to uh, respond appropriately right. to the one who gave his life for us. Right. And um, what we see, though, is that in this section, Paul's going to choose... Uh, a very simple and clear example of burdening yourself again with a yoke of religion mm-hmm. as a way of earning. And yeah. so uh, circumcision is that example. And, and, you know, by the way, a yoke of slavery, a, a yoke was this agricultural device that would be placed on animals, and it would really, it would really direct them. And mm-hmm. he's saying, look, if you're going to go back into these 
religious laws, therefore you'll be burdened again yeah. by them. And so that's where he goes next. So you want to read that next section, uh, Kyle, yeah. in verse 2. Yeah. Just read it slowly because I want people to see that, that example yeah. of circumcision. So, yeah, so here's what, uh, here's what um, the Apostle Paul says. He says, Mark my words. I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Yes, that is punchy. Yes, mark my words. If you go back to rules for justification, it's a slap in the face to Jesus who died for your justification. Yeah, that's what he's trying to get at. Mm -hmm. And you know, circumcision. You know, here we are, two thousand years removed. Um, You know, there's you know, we we think in our culture of maybe medical things and reasons for this, but for them, we should be clear: it was a religious rules keeping. behavior custom or, or practice well, and, you and know? yeah and realistically it was when when god uh required or, or you know asked of abraham to make this covenant it was a sign that you were part of this family and so what you know uh paul you had your hand up oh well just that he's saying you got to pick your system yeah exactly and 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 if you're going to pick that system uh you have to go all the way circumcision you don't stop with circumcision you right. got to keep the entire law and so I we like to use the contrast of gospel versus religion, mm-hmm. and <coughs> man, I'm having a hard time. It's here. early. It's, it four, is. it's four a.m. So, <laughs> I'm just, any so early. <laughs> system that requires earning, any any system where it depends on you and your moral record, uh, that's religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's what sets Christianity apart as gospel is that it literally is the only system that isn't ruled by laws yeah and a sense of earning it and i don't care what you take islam buddhism hinduism uh, mormonism catholicism i mean everything else is religion right yeah and and to go back to even um judaism which is what paul is is really referencing here it the, it wasn't just you know you can only go part way which is circumcision which is what you were saying Paul it, you have to go all the way you have to have the entire law yeah and like you said Eric this is why Jesus came and why he died and so you're literally slapping him it's in the a face. slap in the face yeah. that's what Paul's trying to get at you say you value Jesus but when you value this behavior as well you actually don't yeah right and and that's what he's trying to connect mm-hmm. um, them to now the the great thing here for us to think about would be where in my life do I live between two systems? Where in my life do I say I value the gospel and love Jesus supremely and then yet turn to something else for my justification? You know, it's easy to look back and say, man, what was wrong with those people in the first century? They were so hung up on this thing called circumcision. Boy, glad I'm not hung up on that. It's like, well, you are perhaps hung up on something. We're all hung up on something that is our our rival God, our counterfeit God, the thing we can look to for justification. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, you know, as we read through this, he, he uses this example of yeast in the dough. It's like we need to be ruthless about the yeast in our dough. Yeah. Where is there something small that's actually rivaling Jesus's gift of justification for free in my own life? Yeah. Is it my own performance? Is it something in my bank account? Is it my image? Is it my hobbies? Uh, what is it that that perhaps um, is another system to justification that I I love more yeah. than Jesus? I think that's the question Paul would want us to ask if he was writing this. In the fir- in our century, right. he would take out. He he would perhaps say, "Okay, your your deal is not circumcision, but it is something else yeah. that you are yeah. drawn to. You're you're earning your reputation in the world. Uh, you're uh, competing for uh, 
people's affections, mm-hmm. you're, you're competing for status, whatever it might be, that's take, in our world, that's taking the place of circumcision. Exactly. Yeah. And, and when that happens, we do what Paul, the Apostle Paul said here. You've fallen away from grace. Mm-hmm. You've, you've taken steps away from the grace that saved you to begin with. Do you really want to do that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't right. want to do that. So that that gets us all the way to you know. Now we're up to verse, verse five. five. Yeah. Um. So if we were slowly going to go through verse five, it's for through the Spirit we eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which for which we hope. Yeah. And and I think there's this small tension here when you're waiting. Um. When you're waiting uh for for something, it's easy to take matters into your own hands. Mm-hmm. We we actually saw that last week with. Sarah and Hagar, mm-hmm. Abram was waiting for a promise. It wasn't coming quick enough, so he wanted to do something about it. And yeah. I think sometimes when we, are, when we are trusting God that righteousness is credited into our account, it's sometimes hard to wait. And so we decide, I'm going to go work for my righteousness again. I'm yeah. going to start doing things that help me know, uh, that, that give me a sense of righteousness. Yeah. And Paul's saying, you don't need to do that. You can wait for it knowing that it will be yours by faith. And one day, when, when you are judged for your life, you will actually be judged by Jesus' performance, not yours. So you are waiting for that righteousness yeah. to come. And so Paul's kind of saying, we're in this middle ground. And it's easy to go back into works and earning because it can make us feel comfortable mm-hmm. and give us this real demonstration that we're righteous because I've done X, Y, and Z. And he's saying, you still don't need to do that. You can still trust. Yeah, so. yeah sometimes I've had the pleasure uh, or the privilege to be more accurate, of being with people before they die. Mm-hmm. And they're still conscious. They're able to have a conversation. They know they're going to die. And so you really want to talk and, and kind of get things straightened out yeah. once and for all, literally. And so one of the things I cover is, you know, where is your right? Right. And I like to tell them, look, the time comes, and I'm not exactly sure how this is going to pan out, mm-hmm. but, and, and exactly how it all works but if if somebody asks you you know why should i let you into heaven just point to jesus and say i'm with him right yeah that's all you do yeah you don't point to yourself and all the things you've done yeah just point to jesus yeah and that means there's two systems one i trust myself and the other is i trust yeah and that's great We, we talked about it recently in a message that um, a lot of people on their deathbed would, would say, man, I hope I've done enough. I yeah. hope so. Mm-hmm. What Paul's driving at is you can say, I know so. Yeah. You can look at your, your, your entire life, all the regrets, all the, all the harm, all the hurt, uh, even your present, and say, you know what? Because justification uh, is a gift through Jesus. Righteousness has been placed into my account. I don't have to say I, I hope so. Mm-hmm. I can say I know so. Um, and yeah, yet, I know who's done enough. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Jesus yeah. has done enough in my place yeah Uh, i'm not enough he is and therefore we wait we we trust that righteousness is actually placed into our account when 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 i just said like when 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 (laughs) when i look into my life my own behaviors i don't necessarily see it at times yeah and that's the that's this tension Mm -hmm. i look at my life i look at the way um i've talked to my kids i look at the way uh i've had thoughts about more or greed or lust or whatever and say wow i don't feel or look very righteous yeah we wait trusting that righteousness has been placed onto into our account because of jesus and that's how we continue to trust him yeah. so i think paul's kind of talking about that tension right here yeah and as he kind of that it, it's perfect. kind of a passing sentence but it's there yeah verse six is so important mm. and Kyle, i'm gonna put you on the spot 
All right. So verse 6 says, <laughs> For in Christ this... Jesus, neither <laughs> circumcision nor circumcision has any value. Okay, so we got that. Yeah. Now, here's my question. What if this next sentence was the only Bible you had? Like, let's say you're yeah. part of an underground church and everybody's passing around little bits of the Bible. Yeah. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Yeah. Would that not summarize? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Christian walk? Absolutely. And, and especially as we've gone through this um, Journey to Joy series that we just finished uh, that went with our FDFD uh, booklet um, that you wrote, Paul, uh, it's the idea, and I've, I've gone through this class, uh, Central Christianity, that I get to sh- teach on Tuesday nights, um, it's the idea of the vertical and the horizontal, that, that faith, uh, if it's expressed through love, that faith in Jesus allows us to do those works and gives us the ability, the, and, the, and we get to do those things. That's the epitome, if, yeah, if all we had uh, circulating through these early churches uh, was that line right there. That's that's the gospel. It, yeah, it's super important. Now, I think it's really important to say, and by love, we let God define it, not us. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> That's really yeah. important. Absolutely. If it's like, if, if I let modern culture define love, I actually might have a definition of love that's not very loving. Yeah. Because it's not very loving to let people do things that harm themselves. I don't think it's very loving to, to encourage people to believe lies. Mm-hmm. That's not very loving. Yeah. We have to define love the way God defines yeah. it, and I, so that that matters. I, and I would say, like, I, as I've grown as as a follower of Jesus, um, that was probably me um, many years ago, where I'm just, hey, I just want to love people the way Jesus loved me. And on the surface, that's a very, it's an awesome thought. But mm-hmm. if you don't allow God, the authority of yeah. good and evil, the authority of love, define what love is, it could take you down a slippery slope, even as a pastor. Yeah, you could almost imagine the Beatles loving this verse, you know, (laughs) all you need is love. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure their definition of it is not the same as Paul. So we got to just ask the question, this is how you read the Bible. Anyways, good hermeneutics is not love based on my definition, Mm -hmm. it's what did Paul mean by love, what's his definition? And we would discover that it's not the same thing as what we often think. You know, the the Greek word that, let's face it, Jesus probably taught in Aramaic, right. but what's been translated now into Greek or mm-hmm. and it's, it's almost unique to Christianity. It does exist some places outside of the New Testament, but pretty rare. Yeah. And so it's almost like Christianity coined this term, and it is selfless, it's costly, mm-hmm. but the key to this is it has the other person's best interest in heart, yeah. at heart. Yeah. And so when you have that definition, yeah, you might say some things that are kind of crunchy, a yeah. little bit tough to take, mm-hmm. but you're being that faithful friend that is insisting on the truth, uh, of course, spoken with love and kindness right. And, right. And, and, and all that kind of stuff. But really, like you said, Eric, uh, we have to let God define it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and when we look at the example of love, and I, I always like to repeat, uh, what I've read in the book Gospel by uh, J.D. Greer, mm-hmm. and it's, do we measure God's love by the cross or mm. by our circumstances? Mm. Yeah. And if you measure it by your circumstances, you're always going to be mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. I think uh, what Paul's getting at here as he wraps up this paragraph is it's, it's love, not rules, is, yeah. is how right. we go about being obedient to Jesus. And um, one thing, you know, before we press on is, I think it's it's pretty fascinating that our culture uh, is so in love with love. Mm. I mean, it's pretty interesting how much we talk about love. Yeah. Just love, all you need is love. 
we've inherited that from biblical Christianity. Mm-hmm. All right, we, we we think of that and we go, oh, we've just known that forever. Right. No, that has come to us because of verses like this. You know, it reminds me that humility is another one of those concepts that's unique to Christianity. Love, you know, being selfless and, mm-hmm. and self-giving, that was rare. Mm-hmm. That it was every man for himself. Oh, yeah. Most of cultures. Course. Oh yeah. And it was brutal. Yeah. And you watched your back. Yeah, mm-hmm. and nobody was encouraged to be humble. Yeah, You're encouraged to be strong and mm-hmm. fearless. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's just uh, amazing how Christianity has formed our culture, and we very rarely does Christianity get the credit. It doesn't totally. get the credit. No. I mean, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself in love. Like you could see that on a bumper sticker mm-hmm. or a coffee mug, or you know, you could see that anywhere, completely disconnected from biblical Christianity. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, because. Christianity revolutionized the Western world with statements mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. anyways, um, let's let's press on because the next part I think is very personal for Paul. Yeah, and I, and it's mm-hmm. and as I was reading it, um, it, it was pretty personal for me. So, Kyle, read that next section. Maybe just um, a couple verses. Yeah, just just three through the yeast section. Okay, perfect. Yeah, uh, and this will this will connect really well with uh, uh, Eric and and with me and, and our runners uh, here that are <laughs> oh, listening yeah. to this podcast. At the Apostle Paul says in verse 7, you were running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. And then he, he says this, and it's a, a very fascinating uh, example and idea to get into our readers' minds. It says, a little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. Yeah, so the Galatians were doing well for a season. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then something, well, really, it's more than something, someone mm-hmm. uh, jumped in their way, yeah. cut into their lane, yeah. tripped them up in the race, yeah. to use the illustration. I've seen that happen in those track and field yeah, events. You know? someone, someone comes over, trips, trips you up. And um, as I was reading this, I just felt Paul's personal heart yeah. uh, that, that uh, he loves these people. Yeah. They were doing well, and then, and then something got them. Could, could so, you could you almost imagine them? Uh, imagine Paul uh, cheering for them, right? Yeah. Watching the race, like you know, inviting them to this race. They're part of this race. Yeah. You know, once again, not that that Paul's not running it because of course he's running it. Yeah. But and then that that disappointment when you know you get they get cut off. Yeah. And then they don't get back up or yeah. they stop running. I mean the uh, the Olympics. Uh, often the themes of the Olympics, and of course you know they they grew out of. Oh gosh, I'm not an Olympic expert, but <laughs> but historically they they came yeah, from the Greek, Greek, Greek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah games, okay, yeah. perfect. So the New Testament often talks about a crown and yep. a trophy and a prize mm-hmm. for the race. So you know, there's some sports metaphor built yeah. into the new the New Testament. And so Paul's like pleading with him, come back, yeah, come back. And I think uh, there's been many people over the years that I've been in ministry that that um. I would say the same thing. Yeah. You know, you were running so well, yeah. bearing fruit, taking your next steps. And now it's just clear something has something's happened, something's mm-hmm. cut in. I, I think back to um, the parable Jesus told with the four soils. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, something came along, choked you out. Someone yeah. came along and tripped you up. Right. Um, that's, that can happen. Yeah. But would you come back to the gospel? Yeah. Would you, would you come back? And, um, you know, if maybe someone's listening to this and, and they know somebody who's been tripped up, perhaps you've been tripped up or you are tripped up right now. Um, it's just a great reminder to refocus on the gospel, to pray for those people that have mm-hmm. that have sort of wandered away. Yeah. Um, and my hope is that they do come back to this grace. They come yeah. back to Jesus. And so I think that's what Paul is getting at. Yeah. And, and too, because I think, uh, you know, oftentimes the people who may trip us up are people who are uh, coming to church and who are a part of church. And so I, I've talked to many people 
um, in my time in ministry who they can't do it. They can't come back to the race of this gospel because of that one person. Go to a different church. Go to a different church. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but not just that, Go but, somewhere, but yeah. it's not about that one person, right? It's about Jesus. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, like come, I think you're right. The apostle Paul is very, very like, it's just personal. For yeah. Him. So the one who cut in is identified in, in verse 10. It says the one who is throwing you into confusion, the one who cut in on mm-hmm. you, uh, whoever that may be, it doesn't matter which Judaizer, right. it doesn't matter which mm-hmm. uh, errant theology held by somebody, uh, you know, that tripped you up, uh, that person will have to pay the penalty. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, sometimes I'm watching TV, you know, sure, I'll watch a little church on TV, and mm-hmm. I am shocked at the recklessness of of some of these guys on TV yeah. and out and out lying yep. and and misrepresenting the gospel. And I think to myself, dude, aren't you a little nervous? I mean, you should be sweating right now because oh, yeah. the words leaving your mouth will get the same kind of condemnation as being uh-huh. talked about right here in Galatians chapter five. Yeah. Well, why aren't you more nervous? Yeah. I mean, you're saying it like you're cocky. Man. It's right. all good. The the penalty is going to be paid. Yeah, oh, yeah. Folks. absolutely. Yeah, which is sobering re- reality to those of us who teach the Bible mm-hmm. as well. Absolutely. 100%. Yes, absolutely. So, anyways, yeah. So for so for Paul, it seems like he has a couple people in mind, some mm-hmm. famous Judaizers who are doing this preaching about circumcision. I think it's important for us to talk about this though in our world. Is okay. Who could bring confusion, or what brings confusion into my life? You yeah. know, when it comes to to following the gospel. Um. Here, here's an example. Um, at SMCC, there, there are many people who come to church without their spouse. Yeah. And that can be very confusing for them, mm-hmm. you know? So, so perhaps there's a family member or a sp- spouse who views the world differently. That can throw somebody into confusion. Mm-hmm. Here's another one. When Jesus followers uh, are broken people, and we are, yeah. and we sin against somebody, mm-hmm. That can cause that person to think, well, I knew Jesus wasn't real because look how I've been treated by Jesus' followers. That's a confusing thing Mm -hmm. to stomach. I think a lot of people give up on Jesus, not because of Jesus, but because of how his people have treated them, which is just a reminder that Jesus is very needed by all of us. But in the moment, it's this person hurt me. They bear the name of Jesus. So I'm going to walk away from the person. I'm going to walk away from Jesus. And unfortunately, that's um, not necessarily logical, um, but it's... It's, I can see why it's so powerful yeah. in people's lives, but it's confusing. Yeah. It's confusing when a Jesus person or a church uh, creates a difficulty in someone's yeah. life, and then you walk away from it. And, and yet, that doesn't mean uh, Jesus and the reality of the gospel uh, is no longer um, valid or viable right. as, a, as a worldview in your life. Right. So anyways, I, I was reminded as I was reading this, okay, what, what can tempt uh, me uh, to stop running. What can throw me into confusion? So, yeah. Anyways, those are some some questions I was thinking about as I was applying this. And then the last part, uh, Kyle, I'll read it one more time. Yeah. Well, well, there's the, the persecution part. Right. Paul's saying, I, I think there's 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 value there. He's saying, um, uh, if I'm still preaching circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? Mm-hmm. He's like, guys, I'm not caving on this. Right. And persecution is evidence that I'm not caving right. on this. Right, yeah, exactly. And then he says, the last part, read it one more yeah. time. This is the R-rated section, <laughs> I verse, think. Yeah, verse 12, uh, uh, cover your kids' ears. Uh, <laughs> As for those agitators, I wish they would go the whole way and emasculate themselves. Yeah. If you want to go the way of circumcision and 
confuse people and pervert people and agitate people just just cut off even more you know it's just just just, go all the way just do it you guys just do it i'm so sick of you like i almost imagine he's saying look this is silly yeah just just this is this is ridiculous the word agitator is the niv word and um in i I love to watch hockey and every team likes to have an agitator on the team yeah because they stir people up Uh they cause tension they create fights yeah they're hard to play against yeah and paul's saying look there's people in in your church, uh, in, you know, that are agitating you. That's what they're here for. Like yeah. that's that's not the type of community you want. And so for those people that are preaching this, just go all the way and you know experience the hurt yourself that yeah. you're causing others. Absolutely. You know, yeah, guys, yeah, have you ever heard somebody say, "You know, I just want to be like the New Testament church," and then you read a passage like this? Yeah, and I mean, there's they're all out fighting. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's this friction and yeah. tension and agitators and we don't want to be like the new testament church no yeah. we want to learn from them not right. be like them right yep and, and i think this last line is is proof to point that um you know two thousand years ago they there was perversion of the gospel even mm-hmm. very fresh right. after jesus was gone yeah. and, and resurrected uh there was perversion of the gospel there was uh, there were people who came in you know wolves and sheep's clothing who were trying to uh, trip people up, and uh, it's happening even now with religion and people mm-hmm. who claim to be followers of Jesus and peddling something that that's not gospel. Yep. So for me, you know, there were kind of two takeaways. The first thing I wrote down is, you know, Eric, look carefully at your life, look carefully at your parenting, your leadership, the teams that you're on, to see if there's any 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 yeast working its way through the dough, the yeast of religion, any any you know law keeping yeah. that's that's sort of creeping in because uh, you got to you got to get rid of it to yeah. stand firm inside of the freedom of the gospel. That yeah. was the first thing. And then the second thing is, you know, it's normal to be distracted by law keeping. So pay careful attention mm-hmm. that you stay focused on the gospel. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think those are two real good takeaways for a modern uh, listener to the Galatians passage here yeah. in chapter five. Awesome. Well, thank you guys very much for your time. Thank you for doing this. I hope uh, you listener out there, uh, if this is your first time uh, joining us, um, I hope you heard a message that was both helpful and hopeful. Um, uh, come back again next week as we uh, continue on uh, in the letter to uh, the church in Galatia. So thank you, Paul. Thank you, Eric. uh, And we'll see you guys next time. Thanks again for joining us for the Fully Delighted podcast. If you enjoyed this hopeful and helpful resource, we'd love to have you leave us a review or share an episode with a friend. For more information about SMCC, please visit us at our website at smccutah.org. Thank you for trusting us with your time, and we look forward to having you back again soon.